Neves Solicitors are proud to sponsor The Parent Show. The friendly team at Neves includes specialists who can guide you through all the legal ups and downs of family life. Visit nevesolicitors.co.uk. Neves Solicitors, your complete legal solution. A very warm welcome to The Parents Show on Radio Verulam 92.6 FM. I'm Lydia L. Corey and you're... Um, You've got a packed show ahead of you this evening, so be sure and stay tuned until nine o'clock. We're going to be speaking to a wide variety of guests this evening. First up, we're going to speak to Claire Healy uh, from Raring to Grow, that wonderful magazine all primary school children get. And we're going to talk to her about how she's adapting to the COVID-19 situation, which is obviously complicating the magazine being sent out. But you'll find out all the answers later in the show. And we're also speaking to a variety of guests from our Muslim community in St. Albans about how they're celebrating Ramadan, also given the limitations of COVID-19. So we're really looking forward to speaking to Monir Ali, a local dad, a scout leader, about his experience. Hamna Kiani, who is a 10-year-old student in St. Albans, and we're going to hear about how her fasting is going. And finally, we're going to speak to Rushna Mia, uh, a local mom and also the head of Hawa, the Hertfordshire Women's Association, Asian Women's Association. So stay tuned, packed show, loads of interesting guests and insights. So I'm really pleased to have Claire Healy from Raring to Go joining us on the show this evening. Hi, Claire. Hi, Lydia. Hi, how are you doing? I'm grand. How are you? You're sane, are you? Well, you know, as ever, as ever. Yes, wow. You know, the, the, the bar, the bar wasn't very high to start with, but um, but uh, so I, I'm sure all our listeners know Raring to Go. It's that fantastic magazine that comes into book bags and that every primary school parent treasures and keeps on the worktop for inspiration. So, um, how are things going? COVID nineteen is it having a bit of an impact? Well, COVID-19 is, is not very print friendly, put it that way. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, it's it's not very hands-on, is it? it? It's really it's really changed things quite a lot. Um, as we said a few weeks ago, I think there's uh, every, everybody's had to adapt to a different way of doing business and a different way of um, marketing themselves and, and, and working within the community but the thing that keeps cropping up that i that i see all the time is this this community that we're living in is absolutely amazing isn't it everybody comes together and supports each other neighbors are supporting each other people are shopping for each other they're helping each other out they're they're arranging things it's just been you know a, 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 a very interesting time yeah um, and really heartwarming isn't it you know to see the amount of effort and and so many businesses going ahead and and you know adapting as you say that's the key word isn't it but, but doing so much for free I mean we had finishing touch sports on a couple of weeks ago who developed an entire like curriculum based fit you know kind of physical exercise suggestions for kids yeah, you know yeah. I mean it's uh, people are really rising to the occasion sport excuse me sport isn't naturally one of those things that you feel you could do remotely or you know a via a zoom app but somehow or other we've we we seem to have managed that and it's it it, it you know it's testimony to people's resourcefulness and i think um wanting to keep the businesses alive which is absolutely brilliant you know try time rugby have been out there doing um 
you know, sort of training sessions. And I think we were talking about, I, and I haven't seen it on Facebook yet, but I've been practicing my forward roles because we were doing the um, the home uh, home home circus, wasn't it? The the home time circus skills. So I've been practicing them for when we next get together. I'm do, I'm doing a few forward roles and a few hands, handstands and headstands and. I'm go- no, I'm doing the cartwheels. I'm not, okay. not sticking to the roads, Claire. Sorry, I'm going full full on. Okay, the backflips as well. Can you do them? <laughs> yeah, backflips on the trampoline. I'd like to see. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and they and our shed have adapted their their um service now, haven't they? They've got our shed takeaways, um, yeah. and Fiona's ceramic um ceramic pottery school yeah, has, yeah they have takeaways too what what else are you seeing claire well i, I mean i'm even seeing a lady who does um baby massage baby tranquilos um i hope i've pronounced that right um she's actually doing baby massage online as well so she's teaching people how to massage their babies um and and again giving away stuff so the the you know the 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 opportunities are endless. I mean, we'll be able, we'll we'll be able to do our nails online. I'd say soon, virtually. They'll, they'll you know, there will be everything you can learn. Um, I, I've learned to cut my husband's hair for a start. You, you know, that's, uh, I, that's I, great. I'm <laughs> so impressed with you. I think I think some photographic evidence would be bad, Claire. Yeah. <laughs> I might, might not be quite so impressed by it, photographic <laughs> evidence, but. Uh, but, but we've we yeah. We, I mean, we've obviously had to adapt. Raring to go. It's a, a printed publication that I'm sure part of part of its charm to me is that sort of old fashioned flicking through a magazine. And uh, I've I've struggled with not being able to do that because I, that's what I like to do. I like to see things in print, and I like to to be able to have that in front of me. And for you know, I feel that parents like to to use it to flick through and then to put down and then to flick through and then to put down. So we've really had to adapt um, what what we're offering. And I think it's actually, you know, very much a second best, but it's, it's very much a good op- option that we're going to do in the summertime because um, obviously the schools won't be back properly um, for long enough. So I couldn't possibly give them any more um, work to do in terms of distributing a magazine um, so we're doing an e-zine um, oh, which very we cool. will do. yes now I'd never not heard of an e-zine before but uh, our e-zine will be distributed via our Facebook page it'll be on all over social media really it'll be um, distributed through primary schools and um, nurseries through their newsletters um, all sorts of places really all the advertisers will be sharing details about it now the great thing about an e-zine is that when you flick through online on your 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 phone or wherever um and you hover over an advert you can click the link right through to that business's page so of course it's hyperlinked yeah 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 so so it's very easy to get the 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 correct page which is telling all the the latest information about what they're actually offering whether it's going to be their summer camps whether it's going to be um any other events that um are going on 
there is the opportunity to to click right through to that page um so it can be really really specific to what they want and it's very immediate so um so I feel it's 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 going to work. We're, we're also um, we, we're going to have lots of um, contri- contributors to to this magazine as okay. well, which is where I need I need the help from listeners um, today uh, um, because I need contributions. I need pictures of your rainbows photos of your funny activities that you've been doing videos of your PE lessons um, photos of your new teachers who've probably been your parents Um, I need uh, I need poems about the lockdown I need little stories up to about 150 words anything really that has 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 kind of summed up the lockdown for you we would love to feature them in the summer issue um and i and i think it could be really really fun we've had quite a few already and i've shared some of them on a, in a little video on our facebook page oh, today um but i'd love to have some more so anybody who's got parents grandparents cousins whoever um i'd, I'd love to see your your pictures whatever and you can email them to me at st albans at raringtogo.co.uk and uh, yeah, I will promise I will feature every single one of them in the summer zine. That's fantastic. And you know what, Claire? Like, there is definitely big pluses to being hyperlinked because quite often I love the magazine, as you say, and I love to touch it, love it, feel it. But invariably, then I'd get out my phone, put in the website yeah. address, and and look it up. So, so it is. It is definitely there's a lot of pluses to it, and you just have to make sure that it gets out to all the same people that normally get it. Exactly. But uh, yeah. so, and I think, sorry, sorry, go on. So, and basically, you want. Anything sent into rainbow pictures, street chalking. What about fundraising efforts? Do you want to hear about that? Anything, yeah, fundraising efforts. Anything anybody's done, uh, sort of any community activities, anything about VE Day. Uh, just send me your photos, your images, whatever it is. I'd love to hear from you. Um, the the great thing is actually doing something like this means that in the future we'll be able to do um, lots more, lots of this. We'll, we'll be able to do it for every single issue that we that we have. Um, so it will be something that we've learned that will benefit us for the future as well, which is which is great. So every single one. So when the the autumn bumper issue comes out and it goes out to the schools, we'll be able to repeat it online with all those hyperlinks in it. Fantastic. See, silver linings, Claire. We're always finding them. Yes. Yes, exactly. So, I, you know what? I bet you'll get a lot of cakes because I think there's been an uptake in baking. Like, so I'd say lots of kids out there have started, you know, have some beautiful cakes to show and other skills that they've learned that they they didn't know. I mean, in our house, for example, my son can now pogo stick. Uh, I think 150 times with no hands. I think that that's a skill everybody's going <laughs> to envy. I might be sending you through a photo of that. Or my daughter's. Nine-year-old has learned to light the fire. I hope nobody calls social services on me. But Ooh. you know, it's a it's a it's a great thing to, to kind of teach her to analyze, you know, kind of assess risk yourself. So I mean, they're the kind of quirky things that are happening in my house, and I'm sure there's 
really fantastic things happening in everybody's house, you know, to move kids on. That I love that word quirky because it really just sums everything up, doesn't it? it? That's exactly what what it's all about. We've all discovered these strange hidden talents that we never probably would have tried before, but all of a sudden we're forced to entertain ourselves. And uh, quirky uh, seems to seems to um, hit the mark, yeah, really. And nobody's completely lost it yet, so that's that's the key. Isn't it in this day and age but um and as you say who knows how long i mean we've heard the government announcement that it's it, schools are possibly back on the first of june you know if somebody's listening to this podcast yeah. in june they might be laughing their head off at the idea of us ever going back to school or be surprised that we're not back at school you know it, it, it's very interesting isn't it because even now talking about producing the magazine that will come out at the beginning of july i don't know what the situation is going to be so it's going to be a really quick turnaround so i'm preparing things now but i know they're all going to change because in a in a month six weeks time that's it it is all going to be different um very different in fact so it it it's quite a difficult thing to put together at the moment because I have no idea. We don't know whether we're going to have holiday clubs, whether they will operate. They might. They might be fully, fully operational or they might be completely banned. So we really don't know. So it, it, it's going to be a very interesting few weeks. Yeah. Keep you on your toes, Claire. That's what it will do. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I need it. I need it. <laughs> Brilliant. Don't talk about the chocolate. Um, so just yeah. remind listeners, if they want to send in their photos to you, how remind us of the email address. If you could send it to me at Albans at raringtogo.co.uk, that would be absolutely brilliant. The more the better, really. More the merrier. And you said you're going to show every single one. There's a challenge, parents. Yes. Every single one will be in the summer issue. Fantastic. That's great. Claire Healy, it's always a pleasure to talk to you and uh, great to hear that you're adapting and innovating. Thank you. Lovely to speak to you too. Take care. So today I'm speaking to a really active and dynamic member of St Albans Muslim community, Monir Ali. Hi Monir, how are you? Hi Lydia, I'm fine, thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, great to talk to you today. How how are things? Tell tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, as you say, um, I, I live in St Albans. I've been in St Albans for about five years. I am a um, wedding photographer and a commercial food photographer. And um, I am involved in the community, uh, not as much as I'd like to be, but quite a fair bit. Um, so I'm a, uh, a local scout leader with the St Albans district. And I also run um, a community organization called Viadda Club, um, which runs a, a few things like Bengali classes for the community, um, cultural um, education, and also we run and lead on the um, St. Albans Big Iftar, which was our first year last year. And it was a fantastic event by all accounts. Yeah, it was it was great fun. It, it took a while to plan. Um, we had over about five to, between five and six hundred people attend there. Um, it was um, a nice day, nice evening, and we gave away a load of food as well for people. So the idea was that people would come in and share the iftar with their Muslim neighbors and friends as well. 
I just for any listeners who might know what iftar is, can you tell us exactly what it is? So iftar is the breaking of the fast that we do during Ramzan. We're now in um, Ramzan now. It started for us about two weeks ago. Um, um, two weeks ago, which was four weeks into lockdown, essentially. Um, and this is the time of the year that we fast from sunrise to sunset. Um, and we don't take any water or any food in that time. Um, the whole the whole purpose of Ramadan is for all Muslims. Um, it's a time of spiritual reflection, self-improvement, more more devotion and more worship, and probably most importantly, increasing that relationship and improving that relationship between us and Allah um, so we can get to know him better through our um, um, spiritual reflection. So it's it's probably the most important time of the year for Muslim people. Is that right? It's one. It's up there in the top three of most important <laughs> things um, in in the year. Every day as a Muslim is is relatively important. Um, Ramadan is one of the five pillars, um, and we're expected to do that um, when we are able to do so. Um, so essentially, from the time you reach adolescence, um, you're expected to do that. So time you become a, a woman. Um, or you become a man um, during adolescence, then that's when you're expected to do it from. However, um, since moving to St. Albans, I have seen a, a different world of Ramadan, which I've never seen before in my in my life. Um, so as, as well as doing the community work, my daughters go to Arabic um, school on a Saturday. You, normally on a, on a Saturday, if it wasn't lockdown, they'll go to Verum School, and the school's called Albana, um, and they would learn Arabic, the Islamic way of life, Islamic lifestyle, and learn about the Quran. Now, my daughters are 12 and 9. My 12-year-old stepped up to the plate and said, um, Baba, I'd like to this year do some fast and I thought she'll do one or two but so far she's kept all um, 16 of them that's really impressive for a 12 year old my nine-year-old my nine-year-old's done two um, and she does half days as well so that's fine so yeah so you're not expected to do as a child you're not expected to do it but I've heard of childs because of lockdown who are age six seven eight doing full fast as well that's 16 17 hours of fasting that's it. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. I want to jump back to something you mentioned. You said that coming to St. Albans was you, you've seen a kind of Muslim community that you've never experienced before. Tell, tell us about it. Well, that was in reflection to the children. Um, as Growing up, um, I grew up in central London and as a child, we were we were we, we went to after after school um, lessons in Arabic and Quranic studies and our Sundays were spent um, learning Quran um, and learning Arabic. But we weren't into it. We just wanted to go and do things that our friends were doing. Fast forward a few a few years, my children are so much more into Islam and the way of life and understanding it more than I did when I was their age. That's the most impressive thing that I found about St Albans, is that sit and from my from experiencing this, I've learned that this it's now happening. The new generation, the, the third generation um, uh, Muslims in this country, they are more in tune with their religion as well as their own society that they live in. Um, so they they've got a feet 
firmly placed in both both sides or, or both sides basically so they're quite apt at living in this day and age in modern england but they also hold on to the strong islamic values as well and tell us a little bit about you mentioned iftar's breaking of the fast and under normal circumstances what would happen in a normal iftar so um iftar is probably the, one of the most important parts of the um of the of the day for millions and millions of, of muslims around the country and around the world so iftar is essentially breaking of the fast and that's where um a little bit of a geekiness in me that's where the term breakfast comes into when we use it every day so you're breaking the fast normally we do it in the morning this time we'll do it in the evening at the moment it it's around about 8 40 it started off at about 8 10 and um it's now about 8 40 it, it goes in tune with sunset so whenever sunset that's when we break it but that's also the time when we do our maghrib prayers as well so it's the it's the end of the day prayers now iftar is it, it's such a community community-led family-led friends-led um, moment so normally we'd you'd, you'd cook food that you want to eat so it could be something as simple as um kidgeri which is like kedgeri chickpeas um maybe some rice maybe some um, bread chapati piece of bread hummus whatever you want to eat that's fine we normally break it we start the break of the fast with um a date and some water like our prophet used to do that's all he broke it fast with um a sweet date and some water he'd go off to pray and then come back and um, finish the rest of his meal and um we're encouraged to have a small meal um but being in a modern world we don't really listen to that so we have mini feasts every day so it, it normally you would actually sit with friends and family invite people around or you'll take food around to people's houses you sit you'll converse you'll have a little bit of a social and you'll eat you'll pray together first you hear the azan you break your fast with the dates and water and then you eat together you pray and then you eat together that is the one of the most cultural importance of it is is the community spirit and you're getting together and being as one unit with everybody else the, we call it the ummah and you must be looking forward to it all day because i know i think i would really struggle not to eat anything from sunrise to sunset you know it's it, i think it would take a lot of practice for me to get there so it, you must be looking forward to it all day um, no, that's the whole point of it. You, you don't. You're not meant to focus on it. Um, this is where you know when I spoke earlier on about the um, spiritual reflection, the self improvement. It's it's all about that because if you sit there and focus on the evening meal, you'll lose your mind. You'll actually go <laughs> go crazy. But it's all about um, putting your mind at ease and thinking about other things. Ideally, thinking about your 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 religion, what you're doing, and we're encouraged we're encouraged to be the best that we can ever be in this time. Um, we're encouraged to be the best person, to be um, the best 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 father, best husband, best friend, best brother, best sister, and just be the best person that we can be. We're also encouraged to do a lot of charity work as well within this time, um, and help other people and provide food for other people who one people who haven't got got what we have so if people are um less fortunate than us we should be providing them from for them anyway but during the month of ramzan you're encouraged to do that more because you get more blessings and more um 
you get more blessings for it um, throughout the year, uh, throughout the year. But this is when you're meant to do it more so than anything else. So it's, it, I mean, those sentiments are beautiful, and it's so. I mean, it's exactly what our society needs, um, generally, but even more so at this time, you know. And 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 I'm, I really am curious to hear how you've adapted to this COVID nineteen. We're in the lockdown. Those beautiful celebrations at at iftar how can how are you adapting how are you managing to have that sense of community when you can't see people the first being honest with you i think the first two or three days really affected the whole community and so just going one step back it is not just the the if the food part the iftar part which is affected community what we do after the, um, iftar and in night is is what we call tadavi prayers. It's when the whole community, everybody gets together and does nighttime prayers from ten thirty to about twelve thirty, solid throughout. That's one of the other big things that we're missing. But coming back to the iftar is that the first three days was very difficult for everybody. Um, and whilst we enjoyed at moments with our families, our immediate families that we live with, my my wife and my children. Um, we wanted to share it with our extended family, our mothers and brothers and sisters and aunties and uncles. And there'll be a lot of activity, a lot of running around people's houses and dropping food off and coming back and eating your food and, you know, um, meeting for desserts and all that kind of stuff. That's all gone. That doesn't happen anymore. But but with the advent of, of, of technology and online meetings, people are being resourceful. Um, so we, we've had a couple of uh, iftars online. Um, me and my brother, my brother lives in, in central London. So um, we had an iftar with, with his daughters and my daughters. And we're planning a couple of other um, iftars as well. As part of the Sunol's big iftar, we've got a um, couple of uh, online iftars on that and trying to work out an, a community iftar, how we can get everybody involved within that. So people are becoming resourceful. Last night, my brother-in-law lives in Manchester he sent us um, iftar down from Manchester to here through uh, a food delivery service. So, you know, there's ways and means around it because you're meant to be giving food to other people to share with you. So instead of physically bringing it around, you get the food delivery man to, to send the food in. And we enjoyed that. And then that starts a conversation with them as well. Oh, that's a lovely idea. So there's more use and delivery services to make sure that you are giving that that sense of generosity continues. No, absolutely, absolutely, and that not just within family. We, um, some friends of ours within the community, they have raised uh, thousands of thousands of pounds in St Albans, especially. Um, last weekend, I helped um, one of my colleagues um, who worked with a charity called Cap Foundation. We raised, he raised fifteen hundred pounds to distribute fifty um, food packages to the most vulnerable in St Albans. So we spent an afternoon delivering fifty food packages to St Albans district, um, Redbourne, Hatfield, over in um, Sandridge, everywhere. Um, but there was 12 of us delivering 50 food packages um, and that's what we do that's what people are doing there are people who are actually cooking food at home and delivering them to um, um, our shelters and homes in St Albans as well as our um, NHS um, frontline staff as well so lots of food has been d- delivered there to those people and even harder when you're fasting I'd imagine but you know to to be expending so much energy and running around but um very very generous and kind i'd love i'd love to hear more about this year's big iftar and how you've adapted it to to the current situation so with with the challenge of of covid it it it, it did 
cause our committee quite a few scratching heads. I so we, we've come up with a couple of ideas and we're um, on the verge of announcing them in the next couple of days. And hopefully we should, one of them is going to be in action next week. So one of them is actually to encourage all of St. Albans to take part in a fast with us. Uh, so that means waking up at 3.30 in the morning, um, having um, suhoor, what we call suhoor, which is uh, your last meal before the fast starts, fasting for the whole day, and then breaking that fast in the evening with us on one particular day next week. Um, but the upside of that is we are going to be issuing um, iftar packs for people so they can understand how to what iftar is, what Ramadan is, and there's some goodies in there for, for, for people as well. So there will be the obligatory um, dates and some other items that they can cook up for iftar that most of uh, the Muslims in St. Albans will be doing on that day as well. So we're going to be running that next week. Um, we've also got some ideas where we will be um, encouraging, we're encouraging people to find out more and share iftar with other people during during the week as well. So going around to the house, making some um, iftar for people and dropping it to the neighbor's house, social distance, of course. But all those kind of things we want to encourage that we should be, we do it normally, but get them to kind of be a bit more proactive on that and share it with people that won't normally know what Ramzan or um, iftar is. Brilliant. So Munir, just quickly before we go, if so obviously you're adapting you know, hour by hour to get the big iftar out to all St. Albans um, uh, residents. So if not everything is finalized, for the, if everybody wants to keep track of how this is evolving and how can they do that? Is there a Facebook page or a website where... The website, yes, yeah, sorry. The website where we're going to be putting all the information on is theaddaclub.co.uk. So it's T-H-E addaclub.co.uk and we'll we'll share that on the Radio Verulam Facebook page so people keep track and and see what's going on and if they want to join you for that fast at the very least it sounds like a really lovely invitation absolutely thank you for your time Lydia and I hope you take part in the in the fast and the big gift all of us when it happens you you can count on it Monir Ali thanks a million for joining us thank you Neves Solicitors are proud to sponsor The Parent Show. The friendly team at Neves includes specialists who can guide you through all the legal ups and downs of family life. Visit nevesolicitors.co.uk. Neves Solicitors, your complete legal solution. So today I'm really pleased to be talking to um, a St. Albans local young lady. Uh, her name is Hamna and we're going to be talking to her a little bit about her experience of Ramadan this year. Hi Hamna. Hi. How are you doing? Yeah I'm good thanks. So now tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Hi my name is Hamna Kiani and I am 10 years old. I have three sisters and one brother. I go to Fleetwood Junior School and I like sports. Tell me what kind of sports you like to do Hamna. I like football, netball and basketball. Which which do you like the best of the three? Um, probably netball. Probably netball, I see, I see. So Hamna, tell us a little bit about um about how you normally celebrate Ramadan. How's it been this year, last year? What what do you normally do? Um, normally we do not eat from sunrise to sunset and after we have eaten we go to the mosque to pray. Sometimes friends and family invite us over 
and we invite them over to open their fasts. Ramadan is also a month for charity. Usually we hold events at the park or community centres to raise money for different charities. So that's a little bit tricky this year. That I mean, that must be a lovely thing for everybody to gather together at the community centre or in the park. But I guess with the lockdown, you can't do that this year, right? No, we can't. So what are you doing instead, Hamna? How are you celebrating instead? Well, because this year we can't go, but we still set up online classes so people will be able to learn together. We can't go to friends' or family's houses, but we still give each other's food by dropping it off outside their doorstep. Ah, that's a clever way of getting around it. So you, you kind of you cook in your own house, pack it all up and drop it in front of people's doors. Yes. That's so nice. So you're, you're still keeping the spirit of Ramadan. You just can't see people and give them a hug and chat in their houses. Yeah. Well, Ramadan is a time for giving. Even though we can't hold big events, we still donate charities online and help our friends and family by like by shopping normally my mum and dad and will be at school or universities um but this year everyone is at home so we can spend more time together as a family and do you like that yes I enjoy that so that's a bit of a that's a bit of a, a positive turn from from lockdown the fact that you're spending more time as a family yes so so tell me what your favourite part of Ramadan normally is. Um, normally when we get to open our fast because I get to have all the yummy food and know that my hard work has paid off. Brilliant. Tell, give me some examples of the yummy food you have. Um, we have like chicken, samosas, pakoras, spring rolls and loads more. So um, and what's your favourite thing of all of them to have? Hmm, probably the chicken. Chicken is your favourite. That, yeah. sound, that sounds great. And of course, what happens at the end of Ramadan, Hamna? Can you tell us about it? So at the end of Ramadan, we have a special celebration called Eid. And I like to dress up and eat all the yummy food. And we get lots of presents and money too. And I love spending time with my family. And tell us, is it... Do you find fasting hard? What, how do you manage to do it normally and how is fasting different this year? Well, it's easier because I can spend more time during the day resting and if I was at school, everyone would be eating lunch and that would make me hungry. Also, normally at school I don't fast, so this is my first year properly fasting. And if I was doing at school, it would also be hard because of PE. They would make me thirsty. I'm sad because also, because in year six, it would be my last year, so I would miss out on lots of fun. I also would get bored and more hungry at home, so it might have been a bit more easy at school because I would have been distracted. Yeah. I can see all your points there. Yeah, so there's pluses and minuses on both sides, really, aren't there? Yeah. And do you think that COVID-19 has changed everything a lot for you? How do you feel about the lockdown? Well, it is my last year at Fleetville, so it would have been lots planned. So I would not have rather not been in lockdown because so, I'm going to miss out on all my year six productions and my trip to Legoland. I also did not get to say my last goodbyes to my friends and teachers and I'll miss them very much. 
We will also have to stay at home, so I can't go to the park, to restaurants to eat, or go shopping. I also have not seen my nan in a long time, and I miss her a lot. I can't go to my friend's house and meet them for sleepovers or playdates, but it's okay because we are lucky to have a garden with a trampoline and play badminton and board games together as a family too. And we also get schoolwork online so we don't miss on any lessons. And if lockdown is not over before Eid, we will not be able to go to our friends and family's house, but we can still celebrate it at home. It is okay because everyone says that is the best way to stay safe and protect the NHS. Thank you for listening. Brilliant, Hamna. Thanks so much for sharing your, your Ramadan this year and your normal experiences. And you never know, do you, you might just get back to Fleetville, do you think, before the end of the year? Yeah. Would you like that? Yeah, I would like that. A couple of weeks school with your pals before you go to secondary school. Yeah, it would be nice to spend some more time with them a bit. Great stuff. And just before we let you go, Hamna, can you tell tell our listeners what it is that you, you like most about Ramadan? What's the bit that you look for you enjoy the most about fasting and, and celebrating Ramadan? Well, the bit I enjoy the most is also at the end when we can all eat together as a family and spend some time together. That's lovely. Hamna Kiani, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for inviting me. Bye. Bye. So today I'm really delighted to be speaking to Roshna Mia, who is the chair of Hawa, and she'll be telling us a little bit about that in just a few minutes. Hi, Roshna, how are you? Hi, Lydia. I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Great, great. And it's uh, really lovely to have you joining us on Radio Varalam today. Thank you for having me. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Rushna, about just in general. How long have you been in St. Albans? So, Lydia, I've been in St. Albans for about um, 25 years now. Um, I moved from Birmingham when I uh, got married uh, 25 years ago. And I lived in St. Albans initially, then moved to Harpingdon, and then I'm back in St. Albans now. So roughly about 25 years now. And tell us a little bit about um, about Hawa. You're the chair chairwoman of the organisation. Um, that's right, um, uh, Lydia. I've been chair of Hawa now. This is my fifth year. So, um, and Hawa, I don't know whether you've uh, you know much about Hawa, but it stands for Hertfordshire Asian Women's Association. Um, we have a group of women who, um, you know, we, uh, it's. Set up in St Albans. It started in 2008 when we launched from uh, Hertfordshire Asian Women's Association after a long and successful relationship with our uh, sister organisation called UK Asian Women's Conference. And since then, you know, we've been, um, Hawa has um, developed uh, a lot and we've um, got a very successful tiffin club which runs at St Luke's Church for uh, elder ladies uh, to come, uh, BME ladies to come and do Pilates, um, uh, literacy, and a bit of social, you know, element to it, um, socialize with the other ladies that attend as well. And that's been running for about eight, uh, t- uh, nearly 10 years now. And how many women join the Tiffin Club? Is it every week? 
It's every Thursday term time from 11 to 2 o'clock and roughly we have um, about 25 uh, ladies, uh, 25 ladies who attend, um, sometimes could be a little bit less or or, uh, more Um, and you know they thoroughly enjoy attending the Tiffin Club. It's um, Some of the ladies have said it's like a lifeline for them because they may be socially isolated at home or just want a bit of companionship and it's it's nice for them to uh, learn at the same time and do a bit of exercise, which is good for their health and well-being. It's such a lovely idea and it's such a, a kind way to do outreach to the community. I could imagine they really look forward to their Thursdays. That's right, they do. And also, Lydia, we have taken the ladies to um, trips which they look forward to. Um, They've been to uh, Buckingham Palace. They've been um, to the House of Commons. Uh, Last year, we took them to um, the Lavender Gardens in Hitchin. So they thoroughly enjoy and look forward to these trips as well. Now, of course, none of that can happen at the moment because we're in lockdown. So what's what's happening? That's right. Um, so with lockdown at the moment, unfortunately, uh, you know, following the government's uh, guidelines and advice, we've had to close the Tiffin Club. Uh, we closed in March. And, um, you know, since then, we've, we, we're in contact with the ladies via our WhatsApp groups and, um, other, you know, telephone just to find out that they're OK. And um, we've, we have informed them that they're they should contact us um, if they need any help um, or advice, um, you know, and um, if they need any sort of uh, prescriptions or or just a, a friendly ear, really. We've also, um, we're, are working with St Albans Council and Communities First. Um, we've got a COVID-19 St Albans response group, uh, which is, um, you know, various different organisations such as the Sopwell Community Trust, the Adder Club, um, Albaina, uh, as I mentioned, Communities First, um, London uh, Coney Islamic Centre, um, the, the local Islam, the mosques as well. So they're all involved to sort of, um, we're delivering, some are delivering the PPE supply, emergency food packs, um, the mus- Muslim burial support, uh, Ramadan essential deliveries, and any advice and um, help that anybody needs uh, from prescription collection to tenancy issues or any kind of benefits or homeschooling advice, um, you know, we've got a leaflet um, and we've been um, disseminating that to the community as well. I'm sure they really value the support. Thank you. And so tell us about you personally, Rushna. How do you, we're in the month of Ramadan, how do you normally uh, celebrate it? So, Lydia, um, normally in the month of Ramadan, you know, um, I usually be at work and then we come back and, you know, the family are quite busy with school, work, um, etc. And it's quite hectic, you know, um, but before that, we kind of prepare ourselves um, and to, you know, and um, sort of kind of I'm busy uh, pre-preparing food as well just to get um, that um, so freezing food or doing a bit of spring cleaning so sorting all of that out but but there would be a sense of like a community spirit as well because the um, you know we'd go to the mosque um, uh, to do our evening prayers um, we'd have that sense of excitement because we'd be sort of uh, invited for iftar um, you know uh, to break our fast with our family or friends but obviously that's not possible now as well you can't break iftar with them people outside your own household so how are you managing to keep the spirit of ramadan going yeah so i mean um this year obviously um it's um very different um and what 
what we've sort of as a family have decided is you know uh, we are going to make the best of um, the situation and look at it in a positive light so what we've done um, is that you know because we can't go to the mosque um, to do our prayers we are doing all our prayers at home together as a family and that's really nice because you know um, my sons my daughter and my husband my um, youngest daughter we're all sort of you know sort of sitting down afterwards as well doing a little um, reflecting on uh, on things and you know having uh, a time out kind of thing sitting together and enjoying that um, and we've also um, be being listening to lots of um lectures and you know talks from the london coney mosque um and i find that um for us as a family it's kind of um brought us together you know the fast pace of life is kind of slowed down we we are spending more family time together we're making the food together you know trying to uh, prepare uh, food planning so i think i think it's just been it's been quite an enjoyable time actually and um you know we're sitting um being thankful for what we've got and um trying to help the community as as well in any way we can um it's lovely to hear you you picking silver linings in in the situation and we've heard it from other members of our muslim community in st albans how it is bringing people closer together and say university students in the family are, are home now which they That's might right. normally be so so there there are definitely pluses definitely i mean you know um as i say um we we just um coming together um i have a um I, my elderly neighbor who's next door as well so we're trying to make sure that he's okay you know and the children would often go and say oh, you know i'll make sure that, um, our neighbor dennis is okay if he needs anything the children are happy to just pop out and uh, you know buy uh, milk or bread for him and it's nice to sort of you know show the children as well that you know it's a sense of community we need to help in the time of need um we're hearing the call uh to prayer on on the scanner you know and at home what we've done as well i've got a seven-year-old and she's been busy making sort of lanterns ramadan lanterns and eid cards so trying to keep her busy and she really enjoyed doing that rather than buying the cards this year we're trying to make them at home that's fantastic. Oh, it's really lovely to hear. And I, I think over this series, we'll be hearing a lot from how different faiths in St. Albans have adapted to what isn't, it is in the best situation by a long chalk, but it's great to see some silver linings come out of it. That's right. And I think, you know, even on our street, you know, when, when, when it's the NHS, um, uh, you know, clap for the NHS, it's nice to see everyone, you know, coming together and, and uh, doing that for the NHS. And, you know, that's when you sort of get to smile and give it a wave to the neighbors you know and um and it's nice um to have that kind of community spirit in this uh, time you know in this situation yeah absolutely I, I couldn't agree more Rushna. so normally so you mentioned iftar and of course there is or there was last year the big iftar which was a fantastic community event can you tell uh, tell us a little bit about last year's how it went and and let's look forward to this one so last year's community event obviously um i think we nearly uh it was um it was very successful we hosted um more than 500 people uh attended so it was a fantastic um you know um 
fantastic uh, event. Um, we had prominent speakers. We had the St. Albans mayor, um, the, the the rabbi, the imam, you know, and um, I got to sort of, I uh, was hosting the event and it was just, you, you can see how um, everybody came together to open the iftar, you know, the friends and family, the community, um, and just wanted to know about, Islam and Ramadan and it's nice to share the, the the information and share the experiences as well with them and we had a number of stalls as well wonderful so obviously hopefully next year we'll be back to that version of the big iftar but this year uh, you know you've had to adapt tell us how you've adapted to it Rushna. yes so this year um, obviously uh, we've been sort of uh, brainstorming and thinking mm, how could we you know um, do the big iftar this year but given the situation and social distancing how are we going to um, fulfill that so we've come up with um, a proposal that on the 20th of May um, we are going to be asking our colleagues and friends uh, non-muslim colleagues and friends to um, fast for a day with us you know to, to fast for a day um, on the 20th of May, uh, experience fasting in Ramadan with, with our Muslim uh, friends and neighbors, share something special that thousands of Muslims experience each year, 17 hours of no food, no water, you know, who would be up for this challenge? Um, in the month of Ramadan, we all learn about ourselves spiritually, spiritually and mentally. So we become more proactive, appreciative of uh, what little we have. So, um, you know, we are going to do a little video and we will be promoting that to the community. And hopefully, you know, I'm sure we will get um, our colleagues and friends to come forth and, um, yeah, join in this um, challenge. So if anybody wants to find out more about that, Rushna, how can they, where, where can they go to, to if they want to join in this year's version of the Big Iftar? Yes, yeah, so for more information, um, we've got, uh, if they visit www.theaddaclub.co.uk. Fantastic. And all the information will be up there. But I'd imagine That's you're right. just trying to find your way with this on a daily basis to try and make, make it work in a different way this year. That's right. I mean, you know, I'm sure. And what we will do is whoever registers. So if you, if, whoever's interested, they register on the website there, uh, the Ado Club website. And what we will do is we will be sending out an iftar pack uh, to to um, for them to sort of um, break fast with us. So I think it consists of some dates and a um, few of the bits uh, information about Ramadan as well. That's lovely. Um, so I wish you every success with it, Rushna, and I hope you have a huge uh, take up from St. Albans residents. Thank you. I hope so. And, and it was really fantastic to talk to you today, Rushna. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much, Lydia, for having me. And it's been fantastic to speak to you. Well, that's it for this week. We've come to the end of another Parents Show. Thanks a million for listening to us. And I, I hope you enjoyed listening to our guests half as much as I did. So uh, thanks again to Monir Ali, to Rushna Mia, Hamna Kiani and Claire Healy from Raring to Go for giving us their time this evening. Thanks very much. Tune in next week between 8 and 9 p.m. on 92.6 FM Radio Verulam.